Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church Podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. I'm going to bring a word today for us around our theme that really God has been speaking to us through this year and that is Uncommon Courage and the title of my message today is An Uncommonly Courageous Community. An Uncommonly Courageous Community. And I want to speak just a little bit today about the church and the community of faith that God is building here and that it has been always in his heart for all of humankind. And so I want to take us back just for a minute right to the very beginning. Okay. Um, and really God himself... God at the very essence of who God is, he is community. We read in the Bible and one of the the foundational truths that we base our faith on is that God is a community. We read in the Bible that God is a father. It is God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And And the word speaks to us about this relationship. It says in John 17, it says, and if we can have that scripture up there, This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your son so that I will magnify your glory. Do you see Jesus talking to the father there? I have glorified you on earth by faithfully doing everything you've told me to do. So my father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. So that's Jesus talking to God the Father about the glory that they shared together. Then we read a little bit earlier in John 16. We read about the Holy Spirit. We read that he says, but when, um, this is Jesus speaking about the Holy Spirit, but when the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own but only what he hears from the Father. Do you see this beautiful relationship? And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on earth. The Holy Spirit will glorify the Father, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. Okay, so right in the scriptures, we read about this beautiful relationship that God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit have together. And you know, it was out of that relationship that we first begin to understand what real love is. Because God the Father could not be a God of love if it was just Him. Because love is all about giving. Love is all about the other. So we begin to see this beautiful relationship revealed that God, in being love, we say that God is love, but we know that because God was in community right from the beginning of time. The essence of who God is, is community. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we see this beautiful relationship of honour happening between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We see this beautiful relationship of self-giving love, not of self-centred love. I read this week that God is is the exact opposite of self-centredness. So if you can imagine the opposite of God, it would be self-centredness. And if we want to picture self-centredness, it would be as though we're in the centre And life revolves around us. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Ouch. 
So self-centeredness is we are in the centre and, and, and life revolves around us. People revolve around us. What happens revolves around us. It's all about us. God is exactly the opposite. In this relationship, we see God honouring the Son. We see the Son honouring God. We see God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit honours the Father. He honours the Son. And it is this beautiful relationship of self-giving where nobody is in the centre So can you imagine it? Can you picture it? It is though there are God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and they are rotating. No one is in the centre. No one is greater than the other. They are all honouring each other. They are all serving each other. They are all loving each other. There is no competition. There is no insecurity. There is just pure love. And it's been described by theologians as the dance of God. I love this. I love this. Um, this. Uh, this quote, and it says, "So it is." The Bible tells us each of the divine persons centers upon the others. None demands that the others revolve around him. Each voluntarily circles the other two, pouring love, delight, and adoration into them. Each person of the Trinity loves, adores, defers to, and rejoices in the others. That creates a dynamic, pulsating dance of joy and love. Amen. I just love that picture. That just touches my heart. The early leaders of the Greek church had a word for this. It was perichoresis. Notice the root word, root of our word choreography within it. It literally means to dance or flow around. And isn't that a beautiful picture of God's love? It is called the dance of love. It is the dance of God. If I had three dancers up here, I wish we could just view what that looks like. It is a beautiful dance. It's called the dance of God. No, 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 that's all right. (laughs) I thought about dancing myself, but no, we won't go there. It would not have been a dance of love. (laughs) The word glorify means to praise, enjoy and delight to praise and joy and delight. And so God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are engaged in this dance of love that is all about praising, enjoying each other, delighting in each other and that is pure love. That is the exact opposite of love that we might know in our, you know, in who we are because we tend to put ourselves in the centre and then others revolve around us. But God shows us this picture of pure love and it was out of that dance of love that the first initial thought and desire came for us. Because God had this, he was God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit were engaged in this beautiful dance of love where they enjoy each other and they delight in each other. And there was so much love that they had a desire for another community of love that they would create, that would be able to participate in the same love that they know, that it would not be a community that would know an angry God or a jealous God, or an egotistical God that he wanted to be glorified and praised, but it was out of pure love that the whole idea of us and a community of believers that would know God came from. And so that was out of God's love, this community of love, 
that he first began to desire and then ultimately create us. And the Word speaks about how God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit were all involved in the creation of this world and in the creation of us. Can I tell you, friends, that if you are doubting whether it is a God of love, can I tell you that he is pure love and that it was nothing in his heart but love that first designed this world and created you and created me. It was that he desired for us to know this pure love that he is and not only that we would know it, but then that we would become it. That that same community that God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit enjoy, that he would create another community here on earth that would display his love so magnificently, so beautifully that the world could not, the world could not help but be drawn to that community. And that is the uncommonly courageous community that I believe that God has called us to be. Not one where we are the centre of the universe and life revolves around us, but where we have encountered the love of God. And so then we participate in this dance of love and we become the community of love for those to be able to participate in. That will be such a, that will be such a light to the world. It says in, um, can we have that scripture up there, the next scripture? It says in 1 John 3 verse, 3 verse 16, this is how we know what true love is. I put true, that's my, that's Amy in the brackets. This is how we know what true love is because I think our definition of love can sometimes be skewed but I hope that that has helped to clarify what it is. It's a self-giving love. This is how we know what true love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So when the Bible speaks about who we are to become as a community of faith, he speaks about us knowing and participating in this love that, that God the Father, God the Son and Holy Spirit enjoy and know. But then that we would begin to demonstrate that love one to another by laying down our lives one for another. That then we would become this beautiful dance of God, this dance of love to each other. But I think it, it takes great courage to do that. And it takes uncommon courage. It takes probably flipping the way that we would naturally do things because our natural tendency is to place ourselves in the centre with the world revolving around us. But this love that God demonstrates to us is a self-giving love. I believe that God is calling us to be a community of uncommonly courageous people who will demonstrate the love of God who will know his love firstly, but then demonstrate it in uncommon ways. And I want to quickly just speak about three ways today before we, give, before we come into our, to our miracle offering. I believe that the uncommonly courageous community God is calling us to is one of selflessness, firstly. We, we read about this um, love that the, that God has, it is a self-giving love, not a self-serving love. And I, I see this in our community. I see it so beautifully when we read of those guys at mini school yesterday giving up their Saturdays. I see a self-giving love. When, you know, I, I was over at 
for dinner at a friend's house um, on Friday night and there were a couple of people there who I'd known for a long time. But then there were a couple of people there who were just new to our community of faith and, and it was so beautiful to see that because I think that to be their self-giving love, it is not only opening, you know, our homes but it's opening our hearts to new people all the time. That's what it is to be selfless. To not be a community of faith that is just oh, inward looking but always looking for the one that we can add to our community of faith. That is a selfless community. I see it when we see, I hear of a young couple, you know, Jono and I speaking to a young couple a couple of weeks back and they were believing for their first home, which is a wonderful thing. And, but God began to impress on their hearts to begin giving over and above their tithes and offerings, generosity towards our building a legacy. So it touches me because that is uncommon courage and uncommon selflessness. And then through that, I believe we become a community that the world just can't. It's just like, why are they so different? Why are they so selfless? The second thing I think that an uncommonly courageous community is characterised is through honouring. Honouring. You see, one of the key foundational aspects of that, of that Godhead, of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is that they're not competing with each other but they are honouring each other. They are always honouring each other. And for the particular gifts and purposes, each of God the Father, God the Son, Holy Spirit, they all have different roles. And they all have different gifts, but they are honouring of each other. They continually honour each other. I think in a community of faith, there comes such a blessing and a power of God when we honour each other for the gifts that God has placed on us. I loved this morning. Our foyer was packed before we came in for the service today. You know what? I think we are so wonderful at honouring the gift of the praise and worship that comes through our creative team that we would honour that moment. I'm going to be here early. I'm going to be here with my kids so they can experience the presence of God. Why? Because I honour the gift that is on these lives. I honour what God is doing through them. I honour that through what I do. I honour the gift of leadership. I honour that God has given the gift of leadership to some within the church, to strategize, to make plans. I honour that. I participate in that. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a wrong thing, can I say, honour. It is a godly thing and it brings the presence of God and it brings the power of God. Uncommonly courageous in honouring. Honouring the meeting of, together of God's people. I just had that written in my notes. I was also equally blessed. I'm so blessed. We, are, we have the most incredible church you are in the whole world. But, um, well here on the Tweed Coast, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure there's great churches, um, but um, I have to, <laughs> but you really are, I was having another conversation last weekend with a young couple and they were talking about honouring, how they wanted to build honouring the house of God into their lives and they were saying, I want to, we want our kids to know what it is to honour the house of God, to be here each and every week, to bring up our kids honouring the place of God and I think that when we become a community that is uncommonly courageous, don't, oh, don't get me wrong, I know that it takes courageous decisions to decide, you know, even to decide to honour or to decide to um, place things of value like above what is just seems good at the time. 
But there comes a special anointing and a special power. And I know that God is doing something amongst us and in us that is so wonderful in these areas. And the third thing is an uncommonly courageous community of preferring, okay? So one of the things that that, um, that, that, uh, that, that, that last quote said, it said, each person of the Trinity loves, adores, defers to and rejoices in the others. I think there is something so powerful about when we come together. The word community means a common unity. And often that very word means, is it okay that I'm just talking about the church and who we are as a community of faith this morning? Because that's who we are together, collectively. And, and you know, um, there's something so powerful about we, when we prefer the other, even over our own wants, needs and desires. I think there is something so beautiful. There is something so um, precious and, um, what is the word? Um, I can't think of it, but like when God's presence comes on a Sunday like today on Miracle Offering, when, and I think it's because, well, I know it's because we are preferring what God is doing amongst us as a community of believers, even over our, want, own, over our own individual desires. So when we begin to give and we're giving and we're saying, I know people who give, you know, so much and they, and they sacrifice because they honour they know that what God is doing amongst us is even greater than what maybe their own needs, wants and desires would be. So they prefer what God is doing amongst us as a community. And do you know what? When God sees that, I just know his presence comes and something powerful comes that echoes into eternity. I was actually driving along on Friday and I was praying and, um, and I really felt God say that... Um, you know, God is above time. Like he is a, he is a God. He is so much bigger than us. So he doesn't just live in today. He lives in tomorrow. He lived in yesterday. I know that's a big concept to grab, but he is above us. And so he said, Amy, the things that you do here today and today as we give, they are actually echoing in eternity right now. They're echoing in eternity right now and producing the fruit of what is to come. The souls who are yet to know Jesus, the young ones who are yet to follow him for the rest of his life, as a result of what we do as a community of faith, is echoing in eternity today. It's actually creating the future as we give today. We're creating the future. But I think to be uncommonly courageous and prefer, you know, I was so touched. If you weren't here last week, you missed an amazing message from three amazing people, but in particular from one of our precious, precious people here, Leanne. And she has walked an incredible journey of faith over these. And I couldn't help but just, I was crying as she was just sharing because I just know her journey. And so if you weren't here, please listen to that on the podcast. But what she didn't mention, she talked about, you know, she talked about her incredible journey and of uh, losing a precious child. And how she walked through that and how at times she even, you know, felt the depths of despair. But you listen to that because she says it better than me. But as she was saying it, I was reflecting back to Leanne's faithfulness. You know, 
If there is one person I could say has been faithful, Leanne was a part of my small group when we first began, you know, our church down here. And through everything that she went through, she never abandoned a community of faith. She actually clung to it for dear life, to tell you the truth. And there were times if she ever had a reason to say, oh, it is too hard, she had many. But I saw her, she, she remained committed to this community of faith to Sundays when it would have been so hard to come. She remained committed to a community of faith in small groups. Now she leads incredible small groups and loves people so amazingly. Yeah, I honour her. Honour her today. But I think that, you know, she preferred what she knew, you know, as a community of faith, the power of that, even what she might have even been feeling at that moment. And so I believe that God is doing amazing things amongst us. I really do. But I believe that it's going to take uncommon courage for us to continue to be all that God has called us to be to be uncommonly courageous in being selfless, uncommonly courageous in honouring and uncommonly courageous in preferring one to the other. The final part of this equation is that once we know God's love, once we know what it is to be a part of this community of faith, is that God calls us to always seek out the one who does not yet know him. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's Word. If you would like to know more about Tweet Coast Church, please visit tweetcoastchurch.com.au.